0: Hey, welcome, Dueling Coaches Show. I'm here with Coach Mark and Coach Ray. I am your host, Tristan Bryant, and we have a couple of topics. Three from Coach Ray and three from Coach Mark, and I have a topic as well. And we'll finish it off with top three, bottom three at the end. It's great to be back. I'm here with Mark and Coach Ray. I am super stoked to be here. How are you guys feeling today? Ray, how are you feeling? Uh,
1: to, To me first. Um, well, it is 12 degrees here in the great uh, city oh, of Salt Lake boo-hoo. City, Utah. Um, so how am I feeling? I'm feeling cold, man. Uh, I am coming to you from my office inside a, a wonderful warehouse uh, where we put boxes on trucks. So it's a little chilly, but uh, I got my hot coffee. I'm good.
2: Yeah, we, uh, I actually had ice on the windshield this morning, which was kind of frustrating because I had to sit for like 30 seconds while the defroster kicked on. Um, so I feel your pain there, Ray. And our, our, you know, it's a frigid fifty-one degrees here in the Phoenix area.
1: I sound a little worn down. I want people to know that's why I have these like five amazing tips on Disneyland, and I'm just going to tell you like they
2: worked but gosh man five days <laughs> you don't get to complain about that that's like the most magical place he has on earth. the
0: tips and then he starts complaining the next podcast yeah
2: like, like oh don't ever go to do i think that's one of those things like there's some things that look really good it's like your, you know your eyes are bigger than your stomach things that look oh, really really yep. good and then all of a sudden you go and do it and afterwards you're like why did i do that you know maybe it's Great like call. ice cream late at night for me to wake up the next day going oh i feel like garbage why did i do that Tristan's like, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't just digest everything and be a natural athlete? Speaking right. of Tristan being an athlete, Ray, do you want to jump right in?
1: I kind of do. Um, I just I need I need our audience to know that we have a uh, uh, couple of former high level athletes ish. Oh man, <laughs> Coach Mark and myself. But there's only one person on this show who's ever had to worry about signing a letter of intent, and he did it. Under our nose, without us <laughs> what was going on. So, uh, a big uh, dueling coaches show shout out to our our host Tristan here. Signed his letter of intent. Was it last week when I was in Disneyland? You stuck it under the radar. Is that what happened?
2: <laughs> yeah. It was two days ago, actually. Yeah, but no, we couldn't be more proud of Tristan. Um, especially some of the the trials and tribulations you've gone through and the challenges you face. The fact that you're continuing on is, is something very impressive, and you should be proud. And we're proud of you. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Thank you, guys the biggest thing for me is just who i surrounded myself with like different inspirations which brings me to the topic i'm gonna start us off look at this i'm gonna start us off right here on 887 the pulse so the first topic i want to know what your guys is because we did inspirations like who's our biggest inspirations yeah but sports wise and just in general who do you look up to i see on instagram our instagram at doing coaches that hacksaw duggan like that that's ridiculous <laughs> what what is going on here
2: if you don't know who hacksaw jim duggan is i'm gonna tell oh, you right Oh, i do now i've seen yeah. everything yeah I'm i've glad. already learned i'm glad it's about time you, you we're gonna teach you something um no who do i look up to i i there's a lot of people that i really admire um one being uh mike Shashevsky was a big one that was an influence for me about um it, he has a book called leading with the heart and just that mentality of um, I can still be a, you know a, a, a tough you know hardcore guy that's that's gonna push you and challenge you, but I can also let you know that I care about you. So that's a big one for me, Ray. What about you?
1: Uh, before I give you mine, I, I just have a quick like. Let me take a left turn into Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes, there is a clip, and I'm gonna try to find it again and put it on our social media pages of Hacksaw Jim Duggan and his family in. Playing Family Feud against Mr. Perfect and the Hendrick family, and it is exactly what you think it is. Yes, like it is. It is classic. It's fantastic. So Hashtag don't
0: know time. those people.
1: <laughs> you should, and you will. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a different one here, and this is almost a topic for me, Coach Mark. And uh, you did the amazing, inspirational Coach Duszewski, and I can give you a bazillion coaches. I could talk about a lot of different people. I want to talk about Bill Russell. And I want to talk about Bill Russell because not only was he an incredible basketball player, he started to, like, tweet all the time and he kind of reinvented himself. Somebody who was so successful in an era of the NBA in which we could take a bench warmer now and they would probably dominate in the 60s, maybe a different topic for a different day. I already had some respect to to then reinvent yourself.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it with with Bill Russell. That's uh, the legend of legends. Like, you look up to all of the top guys nowadays. And that's who they're looking up to. Um, Yeah. I like to joke around about Oregon that we're your favorite team's favorite team. Um, And and (laughs) that's kind of a a line I'll go to. And he's your favorite player's favorite player just because of the impact he had as a player coach, um, as a, as a black man in a very, uh, you know, racially charged city of Boston. That's not always been accepting of people that aren't white. Uh, yep. and you know, there's, there's a lot of things that he faced and went through that you can hear his stories and just, just that laugh, you know, I, I'll never forget his story on a, I think it was a late night talk show where he said, um, you know, he came home and he'd gotten, you know, his, his tail whipped by some neighbor punk kids. And, and it was a kind of a rough story and his mom grabbed him by the collar and said, you're going to go back out there and, and you're going to fight each one of them. Um, yep. and, and you're going to, you know, you're going to basically, uh, take the consequences for your actions and either you're going to win or you're going to lose, but you're going to go back and, and fight. And that, you know, you can see how that kind of set a tone in his world. Um, and, and, and just in heroes in general, like, I don't know. I think there's, there's people that you can look up to that have that experience. And even if they didn't win championships, even if they weren't these legendary people that we can now follow, um, there will be those aspects of, Um, just making the tough choice in a difficult moment and doing the right thing. And, And that's, that's really what's admirable. I think, what about you, Tristan? What's one for you?
0: So it's not based mainly on one person. It's like a group of people, like different people and, uh, how they teach me in different ways. So I like the artist juice world. I love his music and, uh, how he fights through different things, right? Drugs and stuff. I'm not into drugs or anything like that, but uh, just different battles that he's faced and how to get through them. That's the biggest – one of the biggest ones. Denzel Washington. Ooh. I listened to some of his motivational speeches. Uh, he has it a couple on YouTube. Um, and he's just an amazing actor as well. So his dedication and now somebody that I'm picking up on is Jalen Hurts hmm. from the Eagles.
1: Ooh, okay. Him talking
0: after that game just gave me some insight. Like I – I wanted the Eagles to lose just to be petty, but (laughs) hearing what he had to say after the game and even before the game, he's just one of the most humble people I have ever seen. And then just what he does in his community in Philadelphia is just amazing. So someone like him as well, like just, I started following him on Instagram because he still has a couple of uh, posts of him saying stuff. Yeah, And he's really like, like a hard worker and he's very dedicated and he just lets Let's the game be the game yeah i mean
2: there's those certain people that make you want to get up out of your chair and go do something Right. right and that that motivation that perspective or they can share an experience or a story in history that can help you grow as a person and that's you know people seek out that growth that motivation that inspiration the thing i love is just to see a different perspective and somebody that you know takes the perspective of a game like the super bowl and it's the biggest thing in the world and they go yeah it's it's a game and we played and but my the thing that he right. said that really meant a lot to me was um, fall in love with the process, right? You know, I, the, and that's what you yep. see with these top athletes. Um, I've I've seen it with Norman Powell, who plays for the Clippers now, who I coached in high school. They they don't love the the playing in front of people and the games, and the, I mean that's great, but that's not the the joy of being a professional athlete. It's that process of you know coming through seeing yourself grow and and improve and get better and having that competitive edge where, you know, every day you wake up and you're like, it's an opportunity for me. Right. Um, And there's some people that really are good at that. And it's then you, you know, put on a show of like the office and nine episodes later, you're like, did I just waste a whole day? It's amazing how you can have completely different ends of that spectrum. Um, you gotta
1: love grind, baby. I love that. That's 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 a great call. And uh, I love that Tristan brought up Denzel Washington because he's got some phenomenal content out there. Yes. He's a, an incredible storyteller. Um, he's funny. Um, so, yeah, if you ever have a chance to consume some of that, it's uh, it's not going to be a waste of your time.
2: Yeah, and, and um, speaking of the Super Bowl, we did put up on our Instagram uh, a contest to see who could get the score the closest. And shout out to uh, the marketing director and recruiting director, my boss here at the East Valley Institute of Technology, Katie Francis. Um, so it, this will air a couple of weeks after because we are um, we are recording this in the studio. But shout out to her for winning that competition. Um, she she guessed the closest score and she was right that the Chiefs won. Um, let me apologize to my wife for talking about the Eagles losing. Uh, I know Ooh. that it, it, it meant a lot to her, and, and she was, man, I was sitting next to four, um, I'm sorry, three Eagles fans in Eagles jerseys oh, and four animals, four pets that were in Eagles jerseys as well. Um, she, if you saw the Instagram post, you saw my cat, Mia, uh, in her Eagles jersey. She was really sad about the loss as well, but we're going to move on. So. <laughs> you
1: know, hold on, hold on. I have to share something. Okay. So sorry. I have to share. I, I didn't oh, even ask Coach Mark if I could yeah. do this, but I have to share the text that Coach Mark sent me because obviously I'm celebrating because I actually won one of my stupid bats uh, that I that I made on the thing uh, on the Super Bowl, and I just get a text from Coach Mark that says, "Getting pretty quiet over here." <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that last drive was painful, and we're just sitting there, and then and then after the holding call, and they start taking a knee, and you just it's you know you know what's coming. You, you just everybody oh, yeah. was begging for a missed field goal. Um, oh, I, I would have hit a square uh, on the Super Bowl squares if Harrison Butker, um, by the way, great name Butker, uh, if he wouldn't have hit the upright in that first quarter, I would have hit a square there and uh, and made eighty bucks. So thanks a lot for that, Harrison. I really appreciate it. Oh man. Um, speaking of our pro sports, we are going to get into. This is something that. Um, former fans of the, of the previous versions of this show know about uh, here on 88.7 The Pulse. We're going to do a reset and uh, and talk about this, the Dueling Coaches show. We, we have, um, gosh, it's a it's a competition. It's a life. It's a, it's a lifestyle. But our show um, has always talked about something that my friends and I participate in. Um, these are old buddies from college. We all get together. And every year, Um, You know the people have their fantasy football leagues or some people even do fantasy baseball or fantasy basketball. Um, We kind of cranked that up to an 11 on the scale and uh, really went for it. There's this thing called the gauntlet. So if you know anything about me uh, I'm talking about the gauntlet 24-7 364 because there is actually one day of the year that doesn't have any sports. It's in July and it's the worst day of the year Um, but the gauntlet is, um, it's an event, it's actually a competition among 16 of us, where we come in and we we have um, 10 different professional sports, and instead of picking players like in fantasy football, you pick teams across different sports. So oh. we have NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball, hockey, golf, uh, you get a tennis player, and you get a NASCAR driver. and Oh, and a English soccer team. So there's 10 different okay. sports, and the, the draft is wide open. The draft takes over two weeks because we have people all over the world in different time zones. Um, so you get, you know, the clock is on. So, Ray, I wanted to ask you just kind of to introduce the gauntlet and get the fans to understand how this all works. Um, if you had the very first, the number one overall pick right now, and between all of those sports, you had to pick a team that was most likely to win the championship. So, if you have the number one pick, who are you selecting as the number one overall gauntlet pick? If the draft was right now,
1: yeah, I love I love this question because every year, as you know, Mark, um, I guess the first couple of years you kind of did it on your own, and then and then when you didn't find a lot of success. You called me to get my opinion, and actually you had less success. I want to make sure people realize that when I, when I say this, you should take my opinion here and do the exact opposite, and you're probably going to be a hell of a lot better off <laughs> than you are. So, um, okay, so a couple things, questions that I would have that I know maybe our audience has. Uh, when you say the full year, does that start in January, or when does the year start?
2: Yeah, so it depends on the sport. So each season has to start and stop. So like NFL yep. just ended, so you would be drafting for next year's NFL team.
0: Okay. So same okay. with
2: college football. College basketball is currently going on. So, again, you would be drafting for next year's college basketball. So it we normally draft in like early August, late July, um, which is right before NFL, college football, and uh, Premier League soccer, uh, they all start. So that way we kind of get a full year. But we're drafting in the middle of a baseball season for the next season's baseball. Um, For sports like golf um, and tennis, the, the year actually coincides with the calendar year. So their season ends in November, December. Same with NASCAR.
1: Perfect. Okay, so then the other thing that I think it's important to point out is there's sort of a point system. So if you have somebody that finishes fourth, you do get some points. Obviously, if they finish first, you get the most amount of points and everything else. So it's an interesting exercise to go through that obviously you and I have gone through many times, never successfully. Um, and what I think about is you got to stick to what you know. But right. I don't know anything about English Premier League soccer, so if there's a good <laughs> team, to pick there, I don't know. Um, same with tennis, same with golf. Like I, you know me, Coach Mark. I'm an NBA guy. That's who I am. I know a little bit about football. Um, I know enough to be dangerous in baseball. I don't know. Oh, no.
0: I don't know. Oh, I'm waiting no. for you to just say Celtics and yep. then just uh, ending all, the podcast
2: here. So I didn't even think about that. Here it comes.
1: With all with all due respect, if I picked an NBA team for next year. Um, it's it's really hard to not pick the Phoenix Suns. But Ooh. instead, I'm going to go with college football. And I'm going to go with college football because of the Smart. rarity that it is that somebody would go back to back to back. So this last year, obviously, George is a great pick. George is now a terrible pick because they would have to be doing something unprecedented. Next year, so I'm gonna pick Alabama. Football
0: no, to hmm.
1: make a big comeback, and that's gonna be where I go because I think, at the no. very least, they're getting in the top four of the college playoff, and I'm getting some sort of point. Yeah, Here's the, my answer.
2: the interesting side of that is people thought that about Georgia this year with yeah. like, hey, they, they probably won't be able to go back to back. That's really rare, you know, almost never hasn't happened in a long time, and they did it, and they made it look easy, even against my Ducks. Um, yep. so yeah, it, it, that's an interesting call. Tristan, who would you take? Because you have a little bit different perspective having the, the soccer side. Um, I don't know if you know anything about tennis or golf, but, um, who would you take? Oh yeah. Golf for sure. Um, just <laughs> <laughs> I think that was facetious.
0: <laughs> I'd have to go college football too, because there's only a couple of teams in college football. It's not really like a whole bunch of teams where it could be this, or it could be that like the Eagles who would have thought. I I would have never thought the Eagles were were gonna make it to playoffs or anything like that. So I'm gonna go safe and I'm going to do college football as well. Uh, I'm actually gonna go Ohio.
2: Ohio State. Like the Ohio Bobcats. That's
0: no. a bullpen. <laughs> okay. Well.
2: Ohio State. <laughs> you know okay. what he meant. Uh, yeah. Hey. I mean that's that's a they're pretty safe to be in that college football playoff and be in the top four. Um, you're both wrong. Uh, the correct okay. answer, okay. the correct answer or answers would either be uh, Manchester City, which is the yeah. the Premier League soccer team that's always up there with Ronaldo in it. No, he was on Man United, and he's gone. Oh yeah, Man United. Yeah, and that's he got right. the boot that's out right. of there. That's right. Look at Mark knowing something about soccer, uh, and or the the other correct answer would actually be Novak Djokovic. At this point, um, he has. Well, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He's kind of resurrected himself from that, um, you know, the anti-vax haze that he was in, and he's now pretty dominant in whatever he wants to do. He won the Australian Open, and uh, he could go on there. We want to hear what your pick would be, so we'll put this up on our social media, um, for those people who remember me gabbing on about the gauntlet or if you are just introduced to the gauntlet here on 88.7 The Pulse with the Dueling Coaches, um, we we would love to hear what your pick is, and we'll make sure and share that out. So make sure you uh, you follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, or even on Twitter, I think. Um, all of them are at Dueling Coaches and, with no space. And, yeah, we'll, we'd love to hear what you think. Ray, question, um, Coach Mark,
1: are you, are you asking – for their opinion? Or are you just looking for some help because the draft is coming up and you need to take it? There?
2: Uh, little a little call A, little call B. You know, <laughs> I, as the perennial dumpster fire of the gauntlet, um, we're in season 14, and I've never finished in the top four. Um, I have probably the fewest points, other than people that have only been in for a couple of seasons and then quit. Uh, so, as somebody that's been around for the all 14 seasons, I think we're in the 13th season now. All 13 seasons, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the worst. And uh, I used to have a buddy in that who joined us last week. That's David Wasserberger. He was down in the, uh, you know, cellar dweller with me. And nowadays he's actually favored to win this year so far. So it's it's a little depressing, a little lonely, and that's why I brought Coach Ray in with me because, hey, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose with a friend, right? That's right. Okay, Ray,
0: a couple tips, or, or, or what do you got for us?
2: <laughs> What's your topic? Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you. Know, I'm not going to know the topic, and I'm actually going to do sporty sports sports.
0: He said I'm um, actually I'm, like you." He, he was going to surprise us. I'm actually.
1: <laughs> you got sports talk to do. <laughs> all right, let's hear it, Ray. Okay, here's a coach that actually has an opinion on sports. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a qu- it's a question for both of you, okay, uh, because we all know how biased I'm going to be in this conversation. So I'm going oh, to try to wait until you get to speak. But uh, I don't know if you heard, but LeBron James uh, broke the all-time NBA scoring record. My question to both of you is, does does the fact that he broke this record change your opinion at all of LeBron James or where he lines up into a great basketball player of all time?
2: Coach Mark? Um, So, uh, first of all, I appreciate this very timely topic, considering that um, we're recording this on, what, February 16th? And it's probably going to air on the twenty seventh, which means it was about a month ago that he actually broke this yeah. record. But uh, yeah, all of that you. being said, <laughs> all of that said, um, it, it, I don't know that it changed my opinion of him, but it also it did make me kind of reflect back and appreciate, uh, you know, the the longevity and uh, to think about him being a kid that was Tristan's age right now and coming through to. To basically be the guy on the Cleveland Cavaliers team, and then take him to the playoffs, and then you know, even though he did switch around, even though there were some things, I I think that I've I've grown in my respect and appreciation for him. I know he respects this as like an all time um, rule, of uh, sorry, all time record that uh, that's just huge for the game. Um, I you know, after hanging out with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like I have. Uh, you know, it's a little oh, okay. a little sad really cool. that uh, that I'm not going to be able to say I've I've hung out with the all-time leading scorer in the NBA history. Um, you know, so you can take that that a trivia question off the bingo board uh, since we like to talk about the free space. I, I you know, I I always like. Jordan Moore. That's kind of my bias just being my age, I think. But it's it reminds me of like who's your favorite SNL cast? You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of gotta be the cast that was oh okay, let me let me back this up a little bit. They talked to the the creator and producer and the the top guy, Lauren Michaels, with SNL, Saturday Night Live, and they said, you know, what was his favorite cast? And he says, you know, I get that question all the time. Everybody always wants to talk to me about how it was better back when. And what I've noticed is that back when is always like the middle school, high school era because they're always kind of on that cutting edge for young people that, you know, oh, we're going to stay up late on Saturday night and and go watch this show. So, you know, for us, Ray, it was like Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, some of those guys. Uh That was when we were in high school. And so for Tristan, he'd probably have a different answer because culture is so different and it's grown and evolved. And I feel like it's the same way with NBA stars. So for me growing up, it was Jordan. That's who I idolized. I wanted the sneakers. I wanted to be him, right? Be like Mike. And then there's this next generation that I coach, kind of Norman's generation. That Kobe was it, right? And mm-hmm. and so then now, it, as it gets older, it's it's again, it's LeBron taking over that that torch. And um, for us, it was kind of cool because we got to see an official passing of the torch between Larry and Magic to Michael when he started taking over and kind of started his dominance. Um, I, I think that you have to respect what LeBron's done. Um, there are some things that are definitely different than what my culture would say, and, and we talked about that before with the, you know, some of the crybaby stuff. There's also um, a different mindset in the game now. With, uh, you know, hey, let's get all of our best friends together, who are the best players, and let's join one team rather than, you know, in in, in my opinion, and what I remember being, uh, Jordan going, I want to beat them. And I want, to, I want to face the best, and I want to take them down. So that's a long-winded rant. But uh, uh, in the end, I think what LeBron has done for the game is, a, is net positive. It's huge. He's, been, he's carried the league for years and, gosh, decades now. And, and not only that, he's an amazing guy. I mean, you look at you know, his family. You look at what he's done and contributed to, um, like, Akron, Ohio, and all those kids that are going to go to college for free because of him. It's, it's really impressive. So I think he, he deserves his due. Uh, greatest of all time that's a different debate but uh you got to respect his impact and and have that perspective on gosh he's been doing it for 18 years been the man it's not like he's you know like kareem was scoring 15 a game right now kind of you know injured mm-hmm. hobbling up and down the court he's still dominant
1: so it feels like that was a as you said a long-winded answer to say no it doesn't change your opinion all those things that you felt that you just stated you felt before this record my my hearing that correctly
2: yeah i mean i've so the first thing i would think of when i think of lebron used to be the crybaby stuff and then i also appreciated him okay Okay. and and now with that record it's kind of more like the appreciation is the first thing i think of and then the cry so a little bit of a change in that regard if that makes sense
1: yeah it does how about you tristan
0: um i think crybaby is the most overrated way to express (laughs) lebron Here's why, because when you win a championship, like someone like me coming out and you see somebody like him winning a championship, that's wild. I'll never get there. See, that's the mentality he's gotten there and he's done it. So obviously his emotions are showing and even going to the game and getting there. You have to show emotion straight through. Yeah, that one, that one mix up that he did like a couple of weeks ago, that was very ridiculous. I I have to admit that is really ridiculous, but to say he's a crybaby, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's one way to like, just put down LeBron. And I think he is one of the most put down players in NBA history. Absolutely. And I think we should give him respect because growing up as a little kid, that's who I wanted to watch. He is my Michael Jordan. That's who I want to see on the court. I mean, that's all That's all I want to see is LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, the younger generation, they don't know about the hardness. Somebody talks trash to LeBron, you better watch. You're going to get dunked on or just embarrassed, just like Kobe did with some of his competitors and Michael Jordan. So LeBron mm-hmm. passing Kareem, it didn't really matter as much. Yeah, I was in my room and I screamed and my dad thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> but the biggest thing wasn't seeing him pass Kareem, it's just seeing my like my childhood hero just doing another thing to put down all the haters for no reason. Like that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. And Rihanna said it as well. She's like the biggest thing of him passing Kareem wasn't that he passed Kareem, but it just showed like that he was so much
1: more than people give him credit for. Yeah, that's in- that's interesting. It's an interesting take um, because like I guess the question I have
0: and I don't want to say who's the greatest okay. because it's different eras right they were both dominant in their era and you have to respect that
1: yeah this is I think you're uh, you were you you had me hook line and singer into that last line um, <laughs> it's <laughs> unassailable like Michael Jordans the best of all time it's okay not cool. no he's not we, have to, like, we could have said this 10 years ago and that's kind of my point it's odd that LeBron James broke what we what we thought like it's one of the golden records. That mm-hmm, exist right. is Kareem's point, and LeBron broke it. And the weird part about it for me, as a as an NBA hole as I am, is that it doesn't change anything. Like it changes nothing. And because see, that's I,
0: where you put him down, right? Am I am I wrong? That's where you put him no, no, down. No, 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 is no.
1: I, I think you are. I think you are wrong because I think yeah. what what lebron james should be known for like he keeps having this conversation about he thinks he's the best i don't think that helps him at all he should be known for two things number one nobody's been more consistent over a longer period of time than that is like data completely points to that and no one's even close to it right um the other thing he should be known for and i don't think he gets enough credit for let me go back to the the bill russell conversation that we had and whatnot like he's got 240 kids right now that he's providing incredible education all the way to
2: college. Which is that the, the impressive legacy is not only on the court, it's the longevity on the court. Um, you know, the, the Cal Ripken almost, where you have that Iron Man record, it feels like. Um, but but you also, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know if that's a fair take. I don't know if I can say that LeBron isn't the most dominant player. Um, you know, you had Wilt in his form of dominance. You had Shaq and how dominant he was. Um, but there... You know, it, it, it is interesting to me to see this scoring record, and it, it did fly under the radar a little bit, but that's, I think that's almost a little bit more of an indictment of the NBA right now than it is I mean, in comparison. And, and, you know, gosh, shout out to the NFL for how they've basically taken over four nights a week now um, or three nights a week, and then sometimes they do Saturday games and, and there goes college football. Like, it's, it's really amazing how that the brand, uh, the NBA, has gone more global and they've reached a lot of people, but it's also still taking a back seat to the NFL. And back in Jordan's heyday, it was the other way around. So, um, you know, I, I don't yeah. think what I guess. I guess let me wrap, let me wrap this up in a in a, in a little bow here. I think
1: LeBron part of LeBron's legacy, and I'm about to do what Tristan just talked about and bring LeBron down a notch, is his lack of self awareness. And so, my opinion, my take okay. is that we should. Change the conversation, and it shouldn't be about whether this makes him the best or not. That's a dumb conversation to have, in my opinion, because it's already been settled. Instead, we should enjoy LeBron James or talk about LeBron James and the two things that he really should be known for. Incredible longevity that we've never seen before in any sport, by the way. Maybe Tom Brady is the only comparison. And his sort of the stuff that was outside of basketball. That should be the conversation, because LeBron James has taken a platform that many people have had, and I'm not sure that anybody has done more with, that's what we should talk about. Like, yeah. stop this whole, is he the best? That's, that's my point.
2: Well, so the, the, the is he the best conversation is the most com- important conversation to him, right? Like, he yeah. wants to be the best. So that's the conversation that he wants to put out there. Um, and maybe he should change his mind, but, um, you know, it, it's – You can't take away what he's done in the community. You can't, you know, Michael Jordan was famous for saying, hey, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Whereas LeBron's up on stage at the ESPYs and saying, hey, look, we need to stand up for civil rights still, um, you know, 50 some odd years after, uh, you know, Martin Luther King walked and and all of those you know historic events. We're still talking about this. And and Jordan shied away from those big uh, civil rights and political movements. Um, I, I think I think the reason why this is a conversation is because LeBron wants it to be the conversation. He wants to be known as the best. He wants to he wants to pass Michael and so he's gonna do everything in, the, in his power. He's gonna take amazing care of his body. He's gonna be relevant and legendary for longer. He's gonna destroy all the records and they're talking about the points record, but he's also up there on the assists record, on the rebounds records. Oh, yeah. I, I mean so he, I have all of them. it's it's amazing and, and you can't you can't look at those numbers and say that, well, he's not as relevant. I think Michael Jordan was more of a closer. I think Michael Jordan was tougher, and instead of crying to the ref, he'd, he'd threaten his family you know, and say I'm gonna hurt your your pets, and I'm gonna hurt your children, and and he uh-huh. would do anything to win. I mean, the the guy's insane and a maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, I think LeBron, it, it, and I, and I think it's more again, it's it's different. It's different culture. It is different generations. Um, and I think it's an opinion. You know, it's 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 who thinks. You know, who would take Michael and who would take LeBron and who would take Kobe? And and I know you'd probably take Larry over all of them. So, uh, and that was just so he might, you know, maybe one day be your friend and, and have a beer with you. But, uh, you know, overall, it it is kind of a played out conversation. So I'm glad that you dragged me back into it. But um, – <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah not, this is gonna this is, is gonna, gonna this
1: a conversation but you know it's fine well i mean we can we can still debate it I still don't think it's a conversation yeah
0: this this is gonna take up a couple of topics because i'm a, I'm gonna hit on something again um because <laughs> this is very yes. uh inspirational for me I love this debate but also at the same time he is gonna say he is the best. So while you're saying he's going to be a crybaby and all that, he is going to say he's the best, and I respect him 100% for it. Here's why. If you're going to be the best, you might as well tell people, and you're not going to let people know that you're not one of the best. He is one of the best. He is up there. So for him to say that he is the greatest is putting down all the haters and letting them know, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I've done because he is one of the biggest put-down players in NBA history. In yeah, NBA you, history, so them, when he says some
1: moron from Lowell High School says <laughs> that he's not like that's, so. That's where so, I come back to the self awareness thing, you know. Go, sorry, go ahead, Tristan.
0: So, so when when people say, "Oh, he's not the he's not the greatest," or or everything like that, he's reminding people you guys are getting butt hurt because he is reminding people that he is the best and that he is up there. Yes, yeah. I am going to say he's the greatest because that's generationally that's who I've seen growing up and I think he mm-hmm. is the greatest player of all time. And I didn't want to put yeah. my opinion in there, but Ray, oh you were so heavily on Michael Jordan that I have to I have to put my opinion in there now because now yeah. we have to make it 50-50, right? Mm.
1: So well, unfortunately, when, unfortunately YouTube exists and that doesn't help LeBron's case. So, um there's there's plenty of like Again, again, I'm trying to change the conversation and change the narrative because I think the conversation doesn't allow room for what it should be and for us to appreciate your guy here. I'm trying to appreciate your guy here, but we're having (laughs) a conversation, which is a dumb conversation because he's not going to get there. He'll never get there. Uh, instead, we should just appreciate the other things.
2: That's, that's like well, where
0: I say he's put down like a hundred percent of the time. Okay. Everyone says that.
2: So, so there's a couple of things that are at play here. And Ray brought up YouTube, which I think is a big point and a big, big shift in obviously all of the culture. But everything now, everybody has a voice, and so yeah, he's he gets more hate. And I'm sure there were a ton of Pistons fans and Sonics fans and Knicks fans back in the day that hated Michael and and had all this stuff, but they don't have as loud of a voice right now. Or back then, they didn't have as loud of a voice as we do right now. So it, it yep. is an interesting take and an interesting topic in that regard. Um, what I will say is that, you know, it, you look at the NBA today, LeBron's got to see, and he's got to be on Twitter, he's got to be on Instagram, he's got to see all these people, and they all have voices. But, um, you know, it, you're not going to convince people that are my age that right. LeBron's better than Jordan, right. and I'm not going to convince people that are your age, Tristan, that that Jordan's <laughs> better than LeBron. Right? I, I think that you know everybody, and that's what's great about sports, and that's actually why we have a show called the Dueling Coaches Show, is because we're going to disagree on stuff. I think Ray's point, which we are kind of missing because we're getting wrapped up in this conversation, is to try to change that that dialogue and that narrative. Um, but it, it's really hard because, uh, and 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 I again, that's what. Came to my mind, and what I was kind of talking about, my perspective shifting. It's it's hard to um, change that narrative or to change that that conversation because that's the the biggest debate, right? Who's the best quarterback of all time? And then Brady shut the door on that, right. right? Yeah. And and I don't know if I can say LeBron has shut the door on that the way that Brady has it, where it's clear and obvious. There's still a debate, and yeah. and everybody's going to have a different opinion, and that's what's fun.
0: And and even Kobe's up there for different people. I don't 100%. think you will find. Everyone who who will agree, just like Tom Brady, is the greatest basketball player of all time. And I don't if think any, anyone will. Agree.
2: And absolutely. And if anybody could have done it, it would have been LeBron. And the fact that he couldn't do it makes me think that it'll never happen. Right? There's That's never going to be point. one person that just right. goes
1: right. right. That's a great point, Coach. Right. And
2: I and
1: you both have said some some just ridiculous things part <laughs> of this conversation. But that is probably the best point that if this tailor made basketball player who's done all of the right things, couldn't convince chucklehead morons like me, then I'm not sure anybody ever will.
2: Yeah, and and right. he did it since he was eighteen, like straight oh, out of high school. Straight out of high school. Yeah, he's my age, yeah. and he's still out there scoring thirty a night. It's insane. I'm, I'm gonna switch topics because we're talking Perfect. way too much about Let's LeBron, <laughs> and I don't want I don't want his tears uh, staining our show. Oh my uh, gosh! So I I because Ray brought up sports topics, so now I got to be the one to bring up a weird topic. I I kind of had a question about, um, and and maybe it's. It's different for Ray and I than it is for somebody like Tristan. Um, and this is kind of an interesting cultural uh, perspective that hopefully we can kind of, maybe Ray and I can learn something about how it oh works with, with the kids. Um, so, you know, when I was a single man back before I met my beautiful wife, hi, honey, um, I wanted to, you know, you got to get out there, you got to meet people. And it was very different for us back then because the, the dating apps weren't around as much. And um, so you'd get a girl's phone number, right? You'd go out, you'd meet them, and you'd get their phone number, and that was like you thought you had, you know, won the title. You thought you'd break, broken the NBA scoring record, like Braun. You you thought you had just won the game, and then you realize the the mountain in front of you is just just shown up, right? Like that's a false summit. Like you get to the top of the mountain, I got her number and then you look up and there's there's Everest, right? Right. Now it's how do I reach out to this person? So I, I think it's kind of an interesting topic because there's some people in my life now where if I text them and they don't text me back, I go, oh, that's just Joe, right? Oh, that's right. just this person and that's normal. Right. There's some people if they don't text me back in like an hour, it's like, what's wrong? Right. You know, this person always has their phone on them. What did I do wrong? And and to just have that difference. So I guess what I want to know, and and maybe we'll bring up some different scenarios, but <laughs> appropriate text response times. Right. There's oh, kind of boy. a cultural norm here, and and maybe it's different for for youngsters like Tristan than it is for old farts like me and Ray. But um, what are some appropriate text times? Like, if you – let's say you go to a pickup soccer game. Right. And there's a guy that, uh, that hey, you know, we're having fun. You make a new friend. Right? right. Which just sounds weird to say. But, yeah, you make a buddy. Like, hey, you exchange numbers. Hey, let's get together and go, you know, go kick it around sometime. How long is it? Is it you have to wait before you reach out and go, hey, do you want to get together and go hang out? Like, as a buddy. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, mine's definitely going to be way different than any of your guys is because we are on our phones constantly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but first for meeting someone, like just meeting a new person, I'd give them a day, say like the wait time would probably be maybe max of 30 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. And that's back? very, yeah. And that's very like short, but we're on our phones constantly. Wow. So
2: 30 minutes.
1: This might surprise you, Coach Mark, but I'm going to agree with Tristan on this one, wow. but in a different sense. Okay. Okay, so I'm in the business world, right? I'm helping people out. I'm, we're making decisions. We're moving very fast, especially at the company that I work for. And so when it comes to my, my work life, like we're going to go text message 30 minutes later, phone call, 30 minutes after that, email, 30 minutes after that, slack, 30 minutes after that, I'm calling your emergency contact. And I'm the cops over to your house.
2: Yeah, So, and, and I appreciate you jumping the gun and not answering my actual question um, and, and shifting when I say we're going to move to different groups, different it. settings. You jumped right into work, and I think that there's a different etiquette with work because you're on the uh-huh. clock, obviously. Right. Yeah. But, Ray, how long would you wait? If you got a number uh, from a girl, you were out on the town, whatever, and you met somebody, and you got her number. This was decades ago, obviously. Now you're happily married with kids. <laughs> But if you got a number, how long would you wait before actually reaching out to them and, and establishing Careful. Contact?
1: Okay, this is a great question because this is going to show you the difference, uh, both good and bad, of Coach Mark and myself, okay? Uh, Coach Mark knows this about me. Tristan is slowly learning about this. I am nothing if not overconfident. I believe at any given time that there's not a single job out there that I can't just figure out and, and do. I, I mean, I'll wait a day, I guess, but I just, I make the assumption that I'm actually thinking about like, okay, how do I, how do I make sure that it doesn't go too fast? Because I'm such a catch, I agree. I'm, I can't even finish that without laughing at myself, that I'm such a catch that like it's <laughs> going to be awesome. <laughs> I agree. You agree to raise yeah. a catch? If it's
0: a, no, oh <laughs> man, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree. If it, if I did get a number from a girl, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get married. Oh my gosh, this is all that. So if they don't reply <laughs> in a day, then I will never text them again. Then wow. they'll be like, oh, I was busy. No, I don't. Well, do okay. That. Don't that's
2: that waiting for them to reply to you. But do you wait a day before reaching out to them?
0: No, I won't.
2: Oh no. my gosh. We used to have nah. rules about wait three days or See, you look that's desperate. The thing.
0: that's the thing uh we are looked at in certain ways by how we respond or how we don't respond it sends a message when you don't respond in one day they're they're it's it's bad
2: but what about initial the initial text the initial like hey like how are you whatever is that right away you do it like as soon as you leave
0: honestly most people like from our generation you do it like right after Oh like my god! Right after you don't see him again.
2: Well, and and then is it weird nowadays to ask for an actual number rather than like, hey, follow me on social it is weird. or what's your snap? Yeah,
0: it's weird. It's more like personal, yeah. so people don't like getting into that. So you just ask for their Instagram, and then maybe later, if you guys are texting a lot, then be like, oh, can I get your number? And even then,
1: that's weird. I don't know that's why. So different. But it's really so weird. I don't understand that at all. But I, <laughs> I guess this is. Let me go back to my overconfidence. I think this is something I started, Mark. Um, because 15 years ago uh, when I hung out with my wife the very first time like the moment we stopped hanging out I sent her an immediate text message <laughs> she said it's official I'm into you I do you we should hang out more
2: yeah yeah for me so I was the other end of the spectrum I was so insecure and nervous even though I acted confident that um, I actually put the you know the onus of this whole scenario back on the female and I would try to do it in a way that you know, portrayed confidence. And what I would say, my little snappy line or whatever, cause you know, you, you have to have it ready, otherwise you're gonna choke in the moment, <laughs> was um, if you call me once, I'll call you twice. And that was before texting, right? Okay. So I would say, you know, I would ask or tell a girl I'm interested and blah, 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 and hey, let me get your number. And then I would, but instead I would say, actually, why don't you take my number? Because I know you probably get hit on all the time and get guys that ask you for your number and you like you shrug your eyes, or shrug your shoulders, roll your eyes, you don't, you're not really interested. And then that way it gives you the freedom where if you are actually interested, I'm, I'm telling you I'm interested, you can reach out to me and then I'll take it from there. And I think what ends up Ooh. happening with that um, was actually kind of a cool thing because it portrayed some random moment of confidence, even though it was actually like, I just don't want to get rejected. I don't want right. to, like, reach out and call and try to make this happen when they really don't want to. So it, it put it in their court a little bit. Um, it ended up kind of uh, working a couple of times, even though, um, you know, I, I met my wife, and uh, and I love her very much, and, honey, you're the best. Uh, it, sorry for this. Uh, we're going to switch this. <laughs> he doesn't want to sit on the couch. Please.
1: You know, I don't want to sleep on the couch Please.
2: tonight. Uh, Please. As far hey, as – Hey, Coach,
1: Coach I, Mark, the only thing you missed in that, in that whole – Part of the advice that you just gave is you've Tips. got to tell Tristan to write this down. Like, get a pen. You oh, know? yeah.
2: Come Tristan on. actually has a pen and a piece of paper. Well, maybe it's a pencil <laughs> and a piece of paper here. Um, you wouldn't believe it. But, but Ray, the last aspect of the question, what about a co-worker off hours? What's the, what's the etiquette there as far as like, hey, we're going to a happy hour, stuff like go. that? Here we go.
1: Here we go. Okay. This is your this is your HR life advice. And now everybody out there needs to get a damn napkin or a piece of paper and write this down, okay? Yeah. Oh, man. I've been in the HR game over a decade now. And I've seen inter office relationships in the hundreds. Okay. Don't,
2: don't take this, it to this, a relationship, Ray. I'm asking Oh my I'm asking <laughs> about like a friend, like you at a group. Hey, if it's a tip, he's gotta go on okay. a whole story
0: before right, it's gotta be go. the tip, okay? Here Come we go on. Come on, on now. Us. Come on now. It's his tips. <laughs>
1: This is exactly right. I'll get to your question, okay? Uh, this is a real data point. Less than 1% of inter-office relationships actually work. Less than 1%. So what I'm telling you is if you do have a coworker with a friend, you're like, like keep it there. Keep it there 100%, which means now we go to what's the expectation from the tech. There is no expectation. There's zero Hmm. You should feel perfectly comfortable walking into work the next day and say, hey, I sent you a message last night. Did you get that? And then they say, oh, yeah, I forgot to respond. Fine. They're busy. It's okay. It's all-
2: okay. So I've learned
0: nothing from this.
2: Perfect. Um, <laughs> we're going to cool.
0: treat that as a topic, Ray, for you, your tips. Like okay. uh, every time yeah. I'm going to treat that like a topic because yeah, that is a topic. tips. Right? <laughs> raise tips and I'm going to just create a whole file of just tips. In, in my head, I'm just hearing
2: Biz Marquis just a friend. Uh, he, <laughs> I, Ray, this is yeah. the first time we actually uh, had a reference to a 90s subject and Tristan got it so let, yeah. let's mark that on the board that Tristan understood that was the reference just,
0: that was hilarious Ray, do you have
1: top 3, bottom 3 for us? But I do have top 3, bottom 3 I want to know from this group what are some of those reboots that are good like the top 3 reboots versus the top 3 bottom like reboots that like nobody was asking for, right? So uh, let's
2: start with you, Tristan. You got one here. I'm gonna
0: throw it to Mark real yeah. quick, and then I'm gonna get it on. your So spending. as
2: far as reboots go, uh, like movies that have been remade, TV yep. shows that have been remade, oh, okay. things Not that are bad. like, yeah, throwbacks to before. Um, you know, I let's see. I, I can't. I, I feel like it's hard to think of a top three.
0: I I got one. Okay, I got one. go ahead. So Deadpool. Deadpool 2 oh. was way better than Deadpool 1. Okay. So I'm going to say top three, Deadpool.
2: Okay, is, but like we got to distinguish between a sequel and a reboot. So what we mean okay. by a reboot was like, this for example, tricky. Magnum P.I. was a TV show back I in the 80s. I definitely know that one. You No, you sure. don't know no, it. No, I don't. <laughs> but now they made a new Magnum P.I., so they rebooted it. So they okay. basically they started it over... Um, as a TV show that used to be okay. an old one and is now a new one. They did a lot of it with with movies they've redone. Um, I'm going to go bottom three, and I and hear come the tears from Tristan because it just made me think of it. Um, I'm going to say Space Jam. That reboot of oh, LeBron's. It Space was bad. Jam. I'm not going to lie. That was bad. Not good. Uh, Michael Jordan, I Believe I Can Fly, um, which we won't name the artist, but uh, <laughs> that movie with a Bill Murray's touch in it. Uh, when when Space Jam the new one came out, I kind of was just like, eh, "It's been done. I don't need to see it again." Uh, I didn't even watch it. What about you, Ray? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, it's a great. That's that's a great call. And I, I should have that's thought about one. that with our uh, you know twenty year old host here. That uh, these are all just boots because he doesn't know where they rebooted from. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, He's not even twenty. He's but- eighteen.
1: Right. Uh, but here oh, even better. So here here's the uh, here's the good one that uh that's like the bingo free square. You got that this time, Tristan? Yeah, I got it uh, this so time. It's actually Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Oh. If you watch, if Tristan goes and watch Top Gun Maverick, he's gonna walk on and go, Wow, that was that was a good movie. It's an a a movie. If Mark comes out of I that movie mean, because he's seen the first one, that's an A plus plus.
2: Yeah. Um so truth be told, full transparency, I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. Oh my God. I know. Oh, I haven't either. I uh, know. I, I, you know, we have a lot of cats to take God. care of. Um, We have a lot of. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's oh, boy. Rough. Um,
1: oh, boy.
2: But I will. But you saw Space Jam, so that's great. Good job. Yeah. I No, I didn't you're see Space Jam, too. Right I told you I didn't. Okay, right. Oh, you didn't Get see mad.
0: the second Space Jam? No. And you're judging it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. What, that what just we, hurt my feelings. What
2: are we supposed to be doing here? Like, oh. what, Why are we here if we're not judging things we know nothing about? I, you might be new to the show here, Tristan. <laughs> but for those that have listened for the decade we've been doing this, we talk about stuff we have no idea what we're talking about. That's kind of the theme that we have here. Um, I'm going to throw out a, a reboot that's a, a top. Um, okay. And it's actually um, – You know, there's movies, there's TV shows, but songs can actually be rebooted as well. Right. Um, Where you sample, where you throw out a new version of an old song. And um, Tupac's Changes Mm. with, uh, is that Mark, who was the original artist there, Wedding DJ? Uh, (laughs) How
1: dare you think I know. It's Bruce Hornsby. Thank you, Bruce Hornsby. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I don't think it is Bruce Hornsby, but that's all right. We'll, we'll argue about that if you remember that, that song. Um, but it was originally That's the Way It Is, um, and now it's, uh, it was Tupac used that same song and then rapped over it, and it was way better. As much as I love the original song, um, that, that reboot was well done.
1: Yeah. Um, here you go. I just Googled that. Uh, Bruce Hornsby and The Range, the way it is. Oh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen out there, just be known, uh, I am a former wedding DJ. Don't
2: mess with me when it comes to <laughs> music, oh my okay? No, That's what I call music exclamation point. So
0: I did just think of one uh, Pennywise, that oh. one, the remake oh, of Pennywise. It? Yeah, Ooh. and it, uh, that's top three nice. for sure. Good call. And then I yeah. have one more because I'm not really even like –
2: then you're gonna bow out of the conversation. Right. Then I'm then I'm
0: <laughs> then I'm gonna just sit here quietly. I'ma have to say um Tom Holland's Spider Man sucks. Oh so I'm I'm going oh, Toby Maguire. Go. That that was the best Spider Man, Toby Maguire, because he was an actual spider. I disagree. Actual spider. I disagree. No, it's it's Iron Man now. That's it's okay. literally a remake of Iron All Man. All
2: right. Now. That's that's fun. Have a take. Go ahead, Ray.
1: Interesting! Wow. No, I'm just like I'm just sitting back. At first, I was gonna I was gonna help all the kids out there that are looking to have a podcast or a radio show and say there are good topics and bad topics. And the way we started, I was like, "This is a bad topic." <laughs> but we just like saved the segment. So great job, everybody! Yes. Um, bottom three for me: coming to America. We didn't ask for it. The movie is untouchable, the original. Like, why did we need to bring all of this back? I, I don't know. Does, uh, does uh, Eddie Murphy have a big tax bill we're trying to help him out with? Or what? I like, <laughs> didn't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, stop it already.
2: Well, and what's weird now is, like, I can see doing a reboot with, with new actors playing the characters. And there's mm-hmm. there's some right. of those that you do. But it's when, when it's the same actors doing it again... It's kind of yeah. like, well, I mean, I guess that's more of a sequel, but kind of, I mean... It, yeah. And I say that, and then there's Top Gun Maverick, which is the exact same thing. So, I, I, again, having a take that doesn't make sense, that's what we hang our hat on here at the Dueling Coaches Show on 88.7 well, The Pulse FM. Go ahead, Ray. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't mean to step on the, uh, you, uh, you making way for, for our station here, but that's the 99.1, right? 1% of all relationships work. 1% of reboots with the same actors <laughs> the same ratio. It's basically the same thing. You see how I tied those two together? There you go. Write that down, kids.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're putting on a master class here. Um, I will say that uh, the only reboot I could really think of um, because it's been sitting on my DVR for uh, probably close to a year now that uh, I'm not too fond of clearly because it's still sitting on my DVR was Quantum Leap. Um, for no. anybody, this is going to be a deep dive. Uh, if anybody remembers Scott Bakula, um, traveling uh, through time.
1: Uh, unnecessary roughness, Scott Bakula? Yeah, I think I remember, Coach Mark. Thank yeah.
2: You. yeah, well, there's not many of us still around that remember the original Quantum Leap, um, and now they're redoing that one on TV. Um, the, the other show that my in-laws watch all the time, shout out to Jim and Alice, Um is the the Equalizer was remade as a TV show. So that was the Denzel Washington movie where he basically just annihilated everybody oh, in I an action Denzel. scene. Great movie. Uh, now they remade it as a TV show with Queen Latifah. I'm going to say pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. I actually enjoy it. It's a is different it? spin because you have Obviously, Queen Latifah, different than Denzel, and it's uh, it's it's a little bit of a different take on it. But um, I really enjoy it, and it's a fun show. Uh, never watch it because we're not like the appointment TV people, and they're like it's Wednesday at eight. We need to put it on. Um, yeah. And but when we are hanging out with them, they'll put it on, and we watch it. And I, I actually do enjoy it. I'm
1: gonna okay, so I'm gonna end this segment with this. I'm gonna bring it back to something we're gonna do in the future. But here, I got a quick question for Coach Mark, and then we'll wrap the show today, Coach Mark. What do you think the cost of Scott Bakula is to get a message on Cameo? You know, it's our favorite thing in the world to talk about when celebrities <laughs> and how much they cost got Cameo. Can you guess, because I just Googled it, how much Scott Bakula is?
2: He's on there? Shoot. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably empty the bank account. You know, I might even get into the retirement fund. <laughs> um, and yeah, You know
1: what the answer is? You know what, the answer is what is it? Scott Bakula is not on Cameo. Oh, wow. Oh!
2: Good no, on. so he's got too much to do. Yeah. Come uh on. so shout out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> Maybe we'll reach out to him instead. Um but if yeah, if you want to play the the home game, we'll <laughs> we'll help you out there. Check out our Instagram and uh and see our our followers who we're following. That's that might be the more interesting story there. Dueling Coaches show, I'm Tristan Bryant, your host. Tune in with your weekly favorite Dueling Coaches featuring Coach Mark
0: and Coach Ray. We look forward to having you every week on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 88.7 The Pulse. And of course, let us know what you think from any funny topics to anything that caught your ears. and line us through our Instagram at Dueling Coaches and listen live on The Pulse, radio.fm.